Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Hugh. And you are listening to That'll Teach You. Hi, Jane. Hi, Hugh. How are you getting on? I'm great. Well, mainly because I've been listening to you <laughs> and our guest just gossip about all the news from Tipperary for the last half an hour. But uh, it's been great. Really enjoyed it. Not been gossiping. So <laughs> we'll bring in our guest. <laughs> um, we have Stephen Early here, who is the principal of Moy Glass National School. The principal of the school that I actually went to as a kid. So it's a it's a it's an interesting situation to be in. But hi, Stephen. <laughs> hi, lads, and thanks for having me on. Actually, now that you mentioned it, Jane, I should have actually thought of it just today. Like in our school, all along the corridors, there's like junior junior infant photos, and if, if there's a photo every junior infant class and sixth class, so I should have gotten a few. But I can send on to you. It could be good material for uh for for another podcast. So find the photo. I know the photo. If you want, I'll tell you the year. But I I, I know the photo because <laughs> I actually found it when I was I was on placement in that school I'm actually very cute oh my god my slippers are very funny I'm wearing slippers when I was in school there we used to wear slippers <laughs> for the whole day it was great can we maybe get just we'll zoom in on you and stick it on the Instagram oh 100% <laughs> Stephen send me send me a photo find me and um, I basically look the same <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're wandering down the corridors and you can still see all the graffiti that she left there you know <laughs> well we actually just painted the corridor this summer so we probably painted over it <laughs> You had to. There was so much. Just to clarify, Stephen was not the principal. Unless <laughs> unless you're 30 years older than you look, you were not the principal when Jane was there. No, sorry. We don't want me to clarify. No, Stephen was no, not the I think we're actually. I think we're actually the very same age bracket, Jane, by the sounds of uh, our gossip before, before the podcast. We Listen, stop with the gossip, lads. Stop with the gossip. <laughs> I just wanted to tell a very, very brief story that I completely forgot about right up until we, had this, we started this recording. So Hugh came into my classroom earlier and out of the blue, and I was like so tired and my brain was so frazzled. He came into the classroom and he just went, what are you most proud about, about your life as a teacher? Mm. And I was like, oh my God. And then luckily enough, he followed it up with, okay, well, no, I actually have something. The reason why I'm asking you is because I have something that I'm very proud about that I want Obviously, to tell you Obviously, I was just about. waiting for her to be like, you tell us, Hugh, how are you so great? But what did you say, Hugh? It was very nice. It was very nice. Yeah, and crucially, I suppose, like like most Irish people, the idea of taking pride in something is is horrendous to me, you know, and absolutely diabolical. But uh, that's why I think I'm allowed because it's such a nerdy thing. Basically, the fact that an unbelievable number of the children in school have decided that chess is now cool and that they play chess all the time. And I was like, I've done it. I've done it. But it's not so cool. <laughs> they can't do multiplication. They can't spell, you know. Couldn't pick Donegal out on a map, but... Hugh, that is so not true mm. and unfair. A couple of them couldn't pick out Donegal on a map today. <laughs> Should we actually try and get our guest to say something rather than the two of us just talk about Stephen, do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I mean, of course, of course, lad. So obviously I'm based, based in South Tipperary and like my school is about 20 minutes away. So I kind of feel it's nearly in that golden zone where it's close enough, but it's not too close either. You know, that kind of way. I started in a school, my last national school, nearly two, nearly two years ago now say a small rural country school 124 kids five teachers yeah I'm loving it so far and before that I was in another school for three years and kind of before that then I was kind of in kind of different schools maybe kind of one year or one and a half year placements and that kind of thing and I always kind of had an idea of going for principalship or leadership I always kind of wanted to move up the, the ranks a little bit I think when you first qualify you kind of feel that's miles away because you're young and you feel you 
don't have a chance these interviews until you have a bit of experience and I found out then you actually can't go for a principal's position unless you actually have five years teaching experience unless the school has less than 80 kids but most of the ones are coming up were, were more than that so I just didn't apply for any roles for for a long time and then I'd say maybe about kind of four years ago maybe a year or so before I got the, the job I have now I started applying for a few and like the best thing I ever did was I went for uh, leadership uh, interview coaching and it was honestly just the best thing I ever did for any interview and I wish I'd done it when I was a teacher and yeah and I suppose that's what got me the, the principal position and I'm, I'm still here uh, since then and all, all has been going well. I'm so interested I suppose just even what you're saying there about from the very start you were you were looking at at, at becoming a principal I think it's really it's very impressive but I think it's really interesting as well because even I think you know a lot of people are going into teaching and, and as you say they're, they're looking at it being miles away even if they want it but even I think there's a lot of people who'd be quite intimidated by it and it's funny I was talking to a friend of mine who's a teacher recently and she said they had a meeting and someone asked all this all the teachers said who would like at some point to be principal and maybe two people raised their hands and she said and who would like at some point to be deputy principal and like 95% of people raise their hands because they're like, yeah, that sounds good. You know, book isn't quite stopping with me, but I want a bit of leadership, want a bit of responsibility, whatever else. But yeah, I just I'm I'm just interested. So so right from the start, that was that was kind of your goal. Why was that? What did you think? What what were you looking to do, I suppose, as a principal, even from from a very young age? You felt you could do something straight, straight away, I guess. Yeah, I suppose I always kind of had a bit of a grow kind of for for leadership. And even when I was younger, kind of reading books and even kind of reading about different biographies and stuff, I always kind of like lead, kind of reading about leaders and learning about leaders and that kind of thing. And I would have been captain of a team when I was younger and I kind of enjoyed that. And just the whole idea of leadership was always something I was really interested in. Like, I was kind of fascinated. I read a book um years ago, a series called Emperor by a guy called Con Eagleton. And it was about Julius Caesar and how he kind of rose through the ranks and all this. And like to date, it's my favorite book series I wouldn't be a massive reader but it was always something that really caught my eye and he all his book series are about kind of like different kind of historical figures who kind of rose up to become leaders and it was always something that kind of caught my attention and I remember I read the first book uh the first book in that series when I was 16 and probably just kind of maybe sow the seed or maybe something like that that kind of maybe got me interested in that kind of thing and I probably would be a little bit ambitious as well so I kind of felt if you're ambitious in teaching really the only route you can go really is to become a principal now as I got older I realized there's so many other different branches of other positions you can go towards you could go into the PDST you could go and work with the department but I suppose when I was in college I didn't even know what PDST stood for back then or when I was yeah. younger where principalship was kind of just something I thought but if you're progressing teaching principalship that's kind of the next kind of role or position to get to so that was maybe where the idea the idea came from. Mm. Can I also ask, uh, do you model yourself on Julius Caesar now as a principal? I mean, are you utterly ruthless to all enemies? You know, do you, as an iron fist, are you trying to, you know, is it seizing total control, you know, and taking any power away from from any other bodies is that that, that the, that's the ideal is it dictator for life <laughs> no not at all that's because at he all. came to a bad end I'm just he, warning he, you he just did. so you know I think his deputy actually stabbed him in the back if, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm yeah. correct <laughs> so I'll have to keep an eye on I don't want to get too sort of oh tough interviewer trying to grill you on stuff but I suppose like a question that a lot of people would have like you're very young you're 30-ish something yeah. something around yeah. there Spot yeah that's yeah and like, how, why, what, like, what made you feel that you actually have the experience to become a principal? And do you find that other teachers or that other people might be sort of looking at you and thinking, "Who's your man?" Now, come on, <laughs> like, what? Where, where does he get off now? Thinking he's going to be in the boss of this place, you know? Like, is that a challenge when you're starting off? 
Definitely. And I, I think I think it must be. And I suppose maybe it's only when we're older and I, maybe I see somebody that's younger than me, say, in a role like that, that I'd probably really be able to kind of uh, have that feel for. But no, it definitely, it definitely is a challenge. Like Because I think uh, you just don't have a lot of life lived. You know what I mean? In some mm. ways, I, I think more so the biggest challenge kind of relating to like different kind of challenges that people could be going through that I haven't really gone through myself. Like I haven't lived much life and thankfully I haven't had any real misfortunes or anything like that. But I suppose it's maybe hard to relate to people or kind of empathize with them fully if you haven't gone through those experiences yourself. And it's just something I don't have yet that probably is a bit of a disadvantage to to, to be quite honest, you know. But the one advantage I feel about being young and the reason I'd say to people to go for a principalship when you're young is that you do have a lot of time. Yeah, and that's the big advantage I feel you have so much time and that's actually something I said in my interview at the very end you know you always ask you have any questions or anything you'd like to add I said listen one big advantage is that I am young I do have an awful lot of time to give to the job that I can stay in the evenings I can go to weekends I don't have a lot of commitments I think that is one big advantage of being young and getting a position like this you do have a lot of time to kind of learn in the job and do a bit of research and see different things that are happening in other schools and that kind of thing so it does have disadvantages but it does have advantages as well yeah, because I think it's interesting what you say about about the experience, because I certainly I always feel if I ever go to my principal with with a problem and God knows I've brought her some good problems over the years I've been working in the school. But but by and large, there's very little she hasn't come across before, you know, and she's been teaching for a very long time, you know, in different different schools, different different countries. She's so much experience, which I guess, yeah, you just you just can't have at that younger age. But you always have your staff. So presumably you have very experienced staff and you're able to rely on them to some extent as well. Would that be the case? 100%. And that's actually one good thing about my school at because the the staff members have been there for, I think the... I think they've all been there for at least 10 years plus and some for 15 okay. plus at least. So that is a good help. Now, the other great thing I didn't realize when I was a teacher as well is, is as a principal, I can ring up the CPSMA, uh, the Catholic Primary Schools Management Association and... By God, do I ring them up uh, plenty of times throughout the year? I know lots of other principals use them as well. So the great thing about the CPSMA is that they're basically a group of um, former principals and you can ring them up on any topic and the advice they give, lads, is just absolutely second. Wow. So if I even have a small problem, I ring them up because that's what they're there for. Just even advise you from the law point of view or even it could mm. just be from like, they've gone through, like like you're saying, you they've gone through all these situations before or if they haven't, somebody in the team has and they'll get back to you and they, the advice they gave is absolutely brilliant. So I find it somebody does come to me with a query I often might say listen I actually don't know but I'll ring the CPSMA and I'll come back to you maybe tomorrow even they, even this year they've helped us out with some some issues and they've given us absolutely brilliant advice you know yeah but you know what it's funny because you said something there that made me instantly be like okay I respect this guy because one of the things you know hearing that do not respect our guests normally well they have to prove it to me you know but no it's the fact that you know the, the willingness of a of a boss or a person in leadership to say that they don't know something and they need to come back to you i'm like oh absolutely 100 now i know i can trust you you know it's even like when kids ask you stuff and i'm like i don't know i don't know we gotta go and find that out you know because i think there's nothing oh my god Nothing that grinds my gears more than people who are sure about everything, you know? I have a question and I'll, I'm going to put it out to the both of you, right? And this was a child in my class asked me this question. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I do not know the answer, but I will come back to you. Counting people in Irish, 26. 26 people. He's the principal. I'm, I'm just a teacher. Is it? Like, she was like, is it? Is no, it, no, would, would it be Fiha Seshor? Fiha Dinner oh. Seshor? Or... But, 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 but what's 20? So maybe. Oh, no, it, it would just be Fiha. Yeah, there's not. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Then would it be Fiha? Fiha? Is it Fiha? 
Because why would it be fair? 20 is fair. Well, no, but yeah, the fair doesn't change for people. Does it not? No. I don't oh, think okay. they I don't think they I don't think they keep changing once you get through your single digits, wonder, really. I just wonder does it keep going up if you're counting people. No, 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 no. They don't have they don't have funny words for all of them. I'll ring the CPS me and get back to you. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so so neither of you are going to help. We'll figure it out. Okay. No, no, it's not that we aren't going to help you. We also acknowledge <laughs> ignorance, which is a great strength in people. If anybody listening, when this does come out, it's going to be too late because she wanted it for an exam that's happening next week. But um, just let me know if, if, if it's not Beha session. Listen. Because that's what I'm going to tell her it is. Beha so session. She, she's writing about people. Ta alone dealing in Morang. You know? I guess you know, that'll be fine. Okay. And so as a as a principal in a small school, so are you teaching a class full time as well? Or are you moving between classes? How does how does it work? Yeah, I have I have SCT at the moment, Hugh. And like it was something okay. I was actually kind of debating this year. Like so I started off in SCT and I was thinking, should I go back into the class? Because I suppose there's pros and cons. So like as one principal said to me, I was, I was asking other principals, what do you feel works best? So as one teacher principal said to me that when you're teaching a class, the beauty is you can kind of go in and close your door and nobody will, will bother you because they're like, listen, he's teaching this class. He's got enough going on. But when you're in SCT, you're a bit more accessible, even you know, to do different jobs for staff and that kind of thing. But I've kind of come around thinking, I think the SCT is probably the best only because, especially as a new principal, when I went into the school, if I only had a class, it's hard to get to know all the other kids in the school. Yeah. Where with SCT, at least I'm going to all the classes throughout, throughout the day and we do some in-class work. So I got to kind of know the kids fairly quickly and you're kind of touching basically teacher throughout the day as well and what I found as well it's a lot of the paperwork that comes in now that's SET related it actually has to be done by the principal even if it's like kind of more so an SET teacher's role like so say if you're filling out say like um even like say documentation for assistive technology or even for like assistive furniture different things like that the principal has to fill it out so I kind of find you know what it's nearly as handy to be an SET because a lot of the paperwork you're filling out is for children who are in SET so at least I'm working with them every day I'm in a good place to fill out that form I know the right information to put in it and I know those kids well so I do think SET SET does does work out well and the only thing is you've won admin day a week which is a which is a great help um at least as well too and as well as that with SET I think as well you know probably in your school as well there's not a huge pressure on SET and start to start of September for that kind of first week or two as such you're not really taking mm-hmm. kids out you're kind of getting kind of up and running getting plans going doing assessments so I find there you're kind of busiest kind of two weeks as a principal so there's not as worry if you're in a class that's your, your busiest two weeks as a classroom teacher as well so it's hard to be a busy principal and a busy classroom teacher so it's going to be easier to kind of balance the workload when it comes to September as well yeah wow god that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be into that. <laughs> Brother, say it to the principal there. Say you're ready to take over. <laughs> I'll take the deputy job. <laughs> and another another question I have, I suppose, because now you're, as you say, you're in that leadership role. We've got a lot of people who listen who are either students or they're they're new to teaching. And so they might be on a maternity contract. They might be on fixed term contracts. We've lots of teachers who might not be on that permanent contract yet. And yeah. so therefore they're in the job market. Yes. What What are you looking for in a teacher? Like, if you're looking to hire new teachers, what you know, it's, you're you're our first principal to be on the show, so it's just interesting yeah. to see what is a principal looking for in in new teachers coming out. What would what advice would you have to teachers who are getting into that tough? And okay, it's probably it's not you know we're we're a good few months away from it now, but heading into that summer of standard application forms and interviews and all that sort of soul destroying sort of stuff. What advice would you give to them? I think the biggest tip I could give uh, lads would be to 
let us let the school know what extracurricular activities you can bring to the school so say if i had a teacher who was coming in and like they were saying like you're saying you they would do chess and debating with the kids after school i would bite their hand off because that's just such a great addition to a school and it'd be something that we don't have already and like it's something mm. that i don't have to do so you're taking off my plate first of all, as a principal. <laughs> yeah. if you listen well that's chess and drama looked after like it might even be chess sorry, chess or drama or debating it could be music it could be a particular sport it could be so say i would say maybe look up the school website see what they're doing but most importantly see what they're not doing mm. and see can you bring that into the school because if you can it's really going to be really really attractive for a principal because as a principal I want the parents and the kids to see well listen there's loads of activities going on here so if my child maybe they don't excel at football but listen debating could be something that they would love well this school offers debating and that's a great selling point for a school and as well as that it's really going to make that child's experience in that school 10 times better because now something they're good at something they're enjoying they can do that in school so as a principal if I see an applicant can bring different activities into the school that's really going to attract that and that principal to that teacher you know that's that's great yeah i like that yeah i you know what i'd love to i would a couple of years ago i would have loved that advice no sorry i love my school i just <laughs> i should state i love my school but you know hearing that going into um going into interviews be very beneficial Another thing will be like even different initiatives that are coming into schools. So, for example, like the ICT grant is back in this year. So, like I think coding is um, coding and STEM education is getting really big. Like actually, at the moment, yeah. I was only filling out an application for our school for a STEM for a STEM technology grant. But to get the grant, you have to have different STEM activities in the school or different ones planned for the next school year. So, like if a teacher was coming in, they were saying, "Listen, my proficiency is in ICT, it's in STEM, and these are different STEM initiatives I bring into the school." That'd be really because not only are they bringing activity into the school but they're also helping you get their grant get your get your grant as well too you know so that could be yeah. a particular extracurricular activity that could be in vogue or that could be one that principals would really be looking for over over the next 12 months you know yeah, yeah. But i think i think that's you know we we say this so often on the podcast that you know whatever you can bring into your classroom just bring it in <laughs> you yeah. know whatever yeah. whatever skills you have play to your like, strengths play to your yeah. strengths and you know yeah like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be involved in STEM maybe that's what I should start doing maybe I should do some CBD <laughs> in STEM <laughs> and there's a, a question for you like I often think myself I was going to say this to a friend the other day like I think there should be more scope like say for example if like say you love music or you love art that you could do art with two or three classes mm. and that like say someone who's strong in music could do music with two or three classes I know it's often something people talk about yeah. but like it's it's unrealistic that a teacher will be strong in every single domain you know and totally. like for the children to get the best music experience maybe it's good if they if they're taught by a particular teacher in a school that's good at music even if it's for two or three years years in a row you know I just think there should be more scope for that like is, yeah. do, you, do you do that like that in your school well it's funny because I've talked to one teacher in particular quite a bit who's teaching one of the younger classes and we keep saying this that oh listen I'll go down and do a bit of music there and she wants to come up and do a bit of history with mine and yeah. because I'm teaching sixth but look, it's just finding the time, you know, finding yeah. the time when you can both do this and when it's going to work. And there's so much going on both at the, obviously in every class, there's lots going on, but certainly at the young end and the old end, there's an awful lot going on in sixth class. And yeah. so do you know what? It's something we've been talking about. And now that you've brought it up, I'll talk to her about it again tomorrow <laughs> and we'll keep planning it, I'm sure. But I think it's a great idea as well. And because a couple of times, you know, we've a we've a PE teacher in our school, so we don't teach PE in the class. And so that right. gives us a couple of sessions free a week, which is yeah. great. And every now and then I'll go to another class and whether it's doing a bit of music or doing something else. And I just love it. You know, it's great because, again, you like getting to know the other kids. And yeah, as you say, you're bringing something 
that maybe you can do and you can help to support them and and god knows i mean i feel i need all the other teachers to come and help me with stuff but <laughs> it's great you know because yeah what as you say it's it's not realistic that you're going to be an expert at all the subjects but between the you know whether it's whether it's two teachers or five teachers or 15 teachers or however many in the school there's probably a good chance you've got a lot of talent and a lot of skills between you so yeah i think i think you're totally right to try and share them around is is the best idea 100%. Yeah. I started doing now it's not it's not entirely um <laughs> related to what your original question to us but um what I've done this year um a couple of times is bringing my class out to play with the infants. And when I say so like you kind of forget that sixth class they're still little children. They they're, they're just like they're, they're still really really small children even though you kind of treat them like, you know, you give them more responsibility and you you kind of expect more of them. What, whatever they play with the little ones oh my goodness they kind of turn into mammies and babies at the same time but last week we brought out chalk when I say first of all six class with chalk like they turned into I don't know what they turned into they, they turned into goop you know <laughs> like they just lost the run of themselves they were going around they were they were all doing the little ones were doing chalk outlines of the big ones and it was just so wholesome but it is lovely yeah. to, to 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 bring the classes together and you know there, there yeah. aren't many opportunities during the school day to do it but yeah if you have the older girls or older older classes bring them to play with the infants yeah I think anything that strengthens the whole idea that the whole place is a community rather than yeah. just isolated in one class and and, you know, in one sense, I could say, oh, well, it's easier in a smaller school. But I think whatever school, it, it just takes that initiative of the teachers and the principal to say, yeah, let's do this. Let's mix things up a bit and let's, yeah. let's get the fifth and sixth class doing, doing something with Are the younger ones. Reading, reading to the little ones. Oh, my goodness. I was goodness. just going to like, say it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we, we, we did that in my class. There was something that was always done before I got there. And there was a pause with COVID. But it's boys reading and it's every Friday from 12 o'clock to 12.20. And like that, we pair, we pair, we, the, the, every child is their partner for the year. So it's kind of like their buddy. So like say at the moment, say like senior friends are with uh, six class. So they're mm. paired up with six class, fifth class are with uh, juniors and then third are with first and fourth are with second, that kind of thing. And mm. they all get a little pack mm. and they, they go to a classroom and they read for 20 minutes. But the great thing is they, they, they really stay on task. But as well as that, it's 20 minutes for a teacher just to catch up on some corrections mm. like that. Like you're saying, as the kids love it, they absolutely love it. Like yeah. they're always asking, when is it come back? When is it come back? They just, they just love those kind of activities, you know. They love any opportunity to to be involved with another class. Like Hugh yeah. often sends his his class in to teach the younger classes Irish. And God, they absolutely love it. Oh, oh love great. It. And it's it's also the best. To be honest, it's the most effective way I have of teaching Irish in my own class because yeah. they have to plan lessons. They have to come up with stuff. They have to figure out the vocab they can use. Yeah. And then it's also teaching them problem solving skills. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Like you send them into junior infants and they come up with this amazing idea or this amazing you know flashcards or or presentation and i'm like girls why isn't this going to work in junior infants and they're like oh, they can't read irish and i was like exactly so you need yeah. to think about what you can do you know so i think that sort of stuff is great yeah yeah gee that's a great idea that's a way rub that one off you <laughs> <laughs> as we've said many times that's 80 percent of teaching is stealing other people's ideas oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah do you know what you should do steven so if you put all of your staff onto our podcast yes we have loads of really good ideas on That's our podcast true. the guests that we have on we always just share yeah. all the great things and like what we had um, a, a guest on last week who had a quote something like you know if you put you know teachers in a room together you don't even need a facilitator they're going yeah. to learn from each other you know yeah. so like you know just send your podcast to everyone okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Crow Park next week, you'll be listening listen to the podcast. 
absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's our CPD. Yeah, that's when you were work climbing anyway. Yeah. I have another question for you, I suppose, back to the, the principal part and, and from a career point of view. I mean, I suppose, yeah, you're you're a principal, again, very young. And I mean, do you see yourself being a principal in, in one form or another for the rest of your career? Because it's a long, I mean, by the time, by the time we get to retirement age, the retirement age will probably be 78 or something, you know? Yeah. But like, it's kind of... I don't re I don't exactly mean a where do you go from here because first of all you're still quite new in your school and I'm sure you've so many plans for what you want to do there but do you think it'll be hard to sustain that drive to to lead a school over over decades potentially yeah it's a very good question you and like I wonder like say like at the moment say there's with lots of kind of different things you've brought in and that kind of thing like even the small things like social media uh different activities like we're doing a show this year for the first time I'm off thinking in another year or two like that would you naturally run out of ideas, you know? Mm. Now, I was talking to our principal. Now, I didn't quite understand what he was saying, but he felt that after every six years, he felt he had to reinvent himself. Now, what he did was one time he moved school, but now he's in his current school for 12 years now. So I don't know what you kind of reinvent, maybe your style of leadership or it was mm. in a bigger school. So maybe I suppose that the natural maybe turnover of staff just kind of changed the culture in the school as well. Yeah, I'm sure that's very true. But no, it, it, it definitely is changing every year. I find every year it gets easier as well. That's the one thing mm. I definitely feel apart. I suppose being a teacher it definitely does get easier mm-hmm. as time goes time goes on as well then I remember hearing another, te- another principal say before that uh, by year five he thought he'd all figured out and then year six and year seven were just horrendous years and he said yeah. uh, he'll never think like that again so I'll probably have moments like that as well where I think that uh, I'm starting from scratch again you know that kind of way yeah and I guess listen we always say it again like every year is so different because the kids are different and as you say the, yeah. the staff turnover I do think though it's kind of very refreshing to hear that because you often hear people and I've, I've said it many times yeah. myself, you know, when people talk to you about, oh, would you ever want to be a principal? And lots of people will say, well, I got into teaching because I want to teach, you know, and principal is such a different job. Yeah. I guess you've lots of teachers who ultimately end up being principals and, and, and most of them, I'm sure, are great. But it's kind of great to hear someone saying, no, do you know what? I'm focusing on this. This is exactly what I want to be doing. You know, I'm not a teacher who's wound up saying, oh, I suppose I'll go for it now because I'm teaching 25 years and I want to change. Yeah. This is actually what you're going for. So I don't have a question for you. I'm just kind of saying <laughs> I admire it. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And But I wonder, yeah. I don't know, have you have you come across many people who you think would be similar to you and have, have approached the career in a similar way? Or, um, I mean, there aren't many principals of your age in the country. You know, let's be honest, you must be quite rare. I suppose, I know. And see, I suppose to be honest as well, like I, I didn't really have a huge grow for teaching, to be quite honest. And maybe mm. that's what maybe gave me the push a little bit more as well. I know like one or two of my friends, like they absolutely love teaching. That wouldn't be quite me. Now, I do like it. It's not as if I was like struggling to get out of bed in the morning or anything like that. But I, I wouldn't say I, I love it like a lot, like a lot of teachers probably do, to be quite honest, you know. But yet at the same time, I love the school environment. Yeah. I love working with kids. I love kind of seeing them kind of grow over time and see their personalities develop as they go from juniors all the way throughout the school but maybe like say teaching for example Irish like uh, (laughs) that stuff wouldn't be my strength as such in particular subjects you know yeah like I say I think and again we're going back to playing to your strengths you know you want to work in a school you want to educate you want to lead kids and set an example but you've decided teaching isn't where you can actually do that best so I think that's amazing can I ask though are you ever (laughs) sitting in the office and you're like God, what's going on here? Like, how, how did they give me a school to run? You know, do you ever have that? Because we all have that thing, you know, even yeah. when you, you get your own class and you're like, no one's coming to check on me. You know, like, yeah. you ever like, oh my God, they just made me principal. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you had like, why have I been handed this responsibility? I'm still like an immature 
Yeah. Goblin. <laughs> oh, lads, my first, no, my Stephen first is a very mature goblin. Okay. <laughs> no, lads, you're spot on. My first day, right? Remember, I was saying I started on, like, say, the, the last day of the Christmas holidays. Yeah. I honestly was just walking up and down the corridor, like, just walking into, like, random storerooms stuff because I didn't know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and I was I was walking to my office and I would just open up like presses, like wondering like what is what what does this mean? What does that mean? I didn't have a clue where where to go to be yeah. honest at the start, like you know. But I suppose as well as that, it's probably a good time to start. It was actually January because like you know yourselves, January is such a quiet time in school, and so is February and March. There was so little going the on. The energy is low. No one probably even noticed you were there for a few weeks. <laughs> I know, you know? Exactly. they were like, oh, "Who's that young fellow wandering around?" <laughs> yeah, but it's funny yeah. because I used to be a barrister. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast, but I used to be a barrister. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, and I was probably 24 or 25, but like looked about 16. And um, I remember I was in court one time and, you know, you're kind of always trying to look like you're on the ball. You know everything, yeah. even though the odds are you you probably aren't. And you're done. But this fella came up to me anyway and he was like, yeah, are you me barrister? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, your name. And of course, here's me, posh South Dublin boy being like, uh, yeah, what's your name? Just uh, let me check you on my list there. And he was like, are you me bar? Yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber's me barrister. I was like, <laughs> so, like, so emasculating. Like, so, I mean, part of me was like, oh, thank you very much. I mean, he's a very good looking young man. But, uh, but it was kind of like, okay, I'm not being taken seriously today. Yeah. You know? yeah. So has any parent ever called you Justin Bieber? <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. It'd probably call me worse, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I've one final question for, actually final question. Which is, you've a very you've a very friendly, welcoming manner. If a teacher is like, right, Stephen, I have to bring in Jane. Serious trouble. Are you good at sort of sticking on the stern face and and laying down the law? Do you and do you enjoy it as well? But Rebellion is like, all right, it's game time. You know, when it comes to serious discipline, yeah. you're good. No, I I am not bad at that because only because I was in um. I was in two desk rooms before where you kind of had to be like that. You know what I mean? Where we had kind of like had to be strict and had to be a bit of a disciplinarian to, to a certain degree. So mm. that was probably a great experience for me and it got me to be a bit more like that. But what I find is the way I do it is I'd be, if something like that happens, I'd be really strict with the child at the time. But when I pass them in the corridor, even if if it's even five minutes later, it's 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 forgotten about. Totally. And yeah, that's the way yeah. I kind of do it. Now, my secretary would be funny if she ever listens to this. She's always giggling in her staff room. She ever hears me give out to a child because she's because she always says, it's so, I can't can't take a serious when you're giving out to a child is what she always says oh, <laughs> oh i always love i always love when a teacher is like oh god i heard you giving out to them earlier yeah. and i was like oh yes <laughs> Does it get easier listening to your friends and colleagues giving out because whenever i hear someone giving out i'm always like oh my god like <laughs> and i'm like yeah. so embarrassed and mortified and, i love it oh no i'd be more like you here yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think fair play to him because like you, you, we've all been there like you know when you do yeah. have to give out like and you know you just have to yeah Stephen thanks so much for coming on oh listen lads no problem and I have to say I actually really enjoyed the podcast and I think you've got a great oh. like uh it's a really good listen because like I feel you've got a really relaxed vibe there's a lot of humor in it it's not like you know really kind of like serious but you learn an awful lot from it like and even like you're saying I love the one about play because I wouldn't have had it done mm. uh, I would know a lot about play or a lot about infant education so to hear like a specialist in that area talk about it was just brilliant for me and like that the whole kind of light-hearted manner about it was brilliant the jokes and and that were 
were great, you know. So I, I, I thanks for coming I on. Lads. You can come on more often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also next time you have a staff meeting, obviously it needs to be required be listening for all your teachers. So yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna finish finish the podcast saying lovely things like that, you can just yeah. yeah, we just kick you off, right? <laughs> you and I can do a podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> but thank you so much. Really appreciate um, you know, Hugh and I talk about it quite often. We're like, you know, would we ever consider, you know, doing a principalship? And you know, I think yeah. it was a lot of food for thought. We are our deal is though we'll do a joint like a job share principalship <laughs> half the time in the class half the time in the yeah office. So that, that that's yeah. our deal and we, we'll only we'll only we'll only interview as a pair <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we won't even put our names on the application form we'll just say you're interviewing that'll teach you <laughs> that'll teach you, you know? yeah <laughs> but listen thank you so much you can check out Stephen's Instagram which is primary school online he has lots of very interesting videos even just um for how you explain different teaching concepts and different methodologies so yeah please check out his um his Instagram yeah follow our Instagram as well that'll teach you podcast you can also follow Jane's teacher Instagram at the mindful teacher with two underscores after it if you want to hear us talk about different episodes or have on other guests please let us know if you know how to say 20 six people in Irish that would be brilliant as well ideally before next week ideally before this podcast comes out actually I might um, put up a reel yeah and cut that reel and just put yeah. it up this weekend and yeah. see see what feedback we get it's a good idea a lawn do you need though I mean come on 26 is a lot how many how many times do you really need 26 so you're just right down the numbers like come on yeah it's an exam it's not an oral yeah. exam yeah That's it's a great point, point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah please do get in touch and follow us subscribe listen to some of our previous episodes we've mentioned our play ones we had a couple of great episodes with Tina and Amy our guests there and yeah. all our guests all our guests have been fabulous so thank you shout out to all our guests absolutely yeah and hopefully hopefully you won't be the last principal we have on the show and hopefully Stephen you'll come back maybe for another topic at oh, some point in the future we do actually have another principal coming up in the next couple of weeks brilliant mm. brilliant mm. Little, little fun fact little teaser there teaser I'm not going to tell you who so yeah <laughs> in a couple of weeks listeners you'll be able to decide which of our principal guests was your favourite because we'll be facing them off <laughs> one against the other in direct competition <laughs> You can let us know. We'll figure, we'll find out whose episodes have more listens, you know, who's, you know, all that sort of stuff. You say that as if you're joking. We do that. Oh, you sure? Yeah. (laughs) But I only look at that to see how it reflects on us, not on our guests. But no, thank you so much for listening and uh, we will see you very soon. Bye. Bye, lads. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.